There's a buzz. A buzz. Um, hold on. It might be me. It comes in and out. Has it gone now? Nope. It oh. got worse, just as you said that, actually. If anything, I feel like you're doing this as a prank upon me. No. Anything Nope, changing? it's going good. It just keeps, it keeps going in and out every so often. And ah. it's back again. Oh, weird. Anyway, my name is Andrew Jones. <laughs> I'm a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis, and I'm movie mad. I didn't know we'd actually, like, I knew we'd started recording, but I didn't know this was the opening <laughs> about buzzy microphones. Ah, do you love buzzy microphones? <laughs> she was a flapper in the 1920s. Oh my god. Hey, movie mad is the name of the podcast. <laughs> And that was Bane you just heard. Um, Hello, welcome. That's me, Bane. Welcome to the 1920s club. I've got moonshine. I don't like golf. I've got a lovely, lovely voice. I'll get you, bad man. You have my permission today. I don't even know where we are. Wait, have I said uh, I'm Johnny Ellis? New York. I'm... New York in the 1920s. <laughs> have, I said, I'm... have I said I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm movie mad? I am movie mad. I am indeed movie well, mad. the podcast. That's what I was go. saying. Yeah. We, we did that bit. All right, I, I got distracted. <laughs> got distracted by the buzzy microphones. By buzzy microphones. Now, we were off last week due to my negligence and my inability to be anything of use. <laughs> right. But um, we managed, I mean, we managed to stay pretty strong. We had like two years non-stop. Yeah, yeah. Without missing a week for two years after a bunch of times when you kind of kept messing up. Yeah. And we managed to survive during the first, you know, nine months of the pandemic without missing a step either. So if you were angry about that... Give us a week off, God. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We've given you non-stop entertainment, except for the episodes where they weren't very entertaining, which are most of them, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, how are, we, how are we going to entertain this week? What's, what's oh, well, we're, we're, this, this, this is B-Movie Month. B-movie, yeah, and not just the. I got a bunch of B-movie. What's the deal with me? No, that kind of B-movie. We've done that. We've done that. We've right. done B-movie. We've done did episode. it. Yeah. We've done did it. Yeah. This movie. This week. This month. This movie. This week. This month. Yeah. We're going to be watching movies beginning with B. Is this because it's the second month of the year? Sure, and also you know what <laughs> things are streaming, and I've got to really be on the hand of those that stream. So we're kind of relegated in our catalogue to whatever's available online. You, do you know what? You're going to be kicking yourself in a sec when you realise that the little the little thing starts with a T, not a B. Actually, it begins with an L. The does never oh, matter. Oh, the does never matter. Okay, the right. does never matter. They this do is... on, um, on... What was it I was looking... Oh, I was looking on Sky Movies. Movies. Oh, okay. I was looking on Sky Movies uh, through the alphabet and all the the movies... Well, yeah, um, that's probably t- a programming fuck-up on their uh, algorithm, because that should never happen. Yep. I never want to see a the make it down to the T's. I want to see a the make it down to, if it's the Maze Runner, I want to see it in the M's. Yep. If it's not the Maze Runner, I don't want to see it. I want to watch the Maze Runner. <laughs> me? I'd last more than a day in the Scorch. Ask anybody, <laughs> except for Aiden Gillen. Don't ask him. He doesn't believe in me. He never believed in me. Well, um, what's our B-movie this week? The B-movie this week is, in fact, its own death cure. We're going to watch Neil Jordan's The Brave One. Right. 
Now, Neil Jordan, should I know that name? Yeah, of course you should know that name. He knows all there is to know about the crying game, for one thing. Okay, right. The crying game. Okay. Man is a woman. Woman is a man. That's um, the that, right? I've never oh, seen Interview it. with the Vampire as well. Yeah. He, uh, Another beat film. Some vampires and vampiresses. Yeah. He also did a film called uh, Greta. Do you remember Greta? Oh, God, yeah. I remember Greta. Who's in Greta? Yeah. Who, who, who's, who's, in uh, Greta? who's in Greta? Um, uh, Isabelle Chabert. Chloe, Chloe no, Isabelle the ice queen herself. No, Chloe, it's Chloe Grace Queen, queen Elsa of France, Isabelle Chabert. <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, Grace by name, Grace by nature. Oh, is she in that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I would never have asked you because I assumed I would never have believed she was. If she was, in, if I didn't know she was in it, you know, obviously, I should never <laughs> have asked you because you've seen everything she's seen. Indeed, I have. And of course, you know, this time next week you're on the uh, the build up, right? The build up. The build up to Tom and Jerry. Oh yes, yeah, I am very excited for Tom and Jerry. Of course, we're both like, excited for Tom and Jerry. I like Tim's story. I suggested we do uh, episodes on the HBO Max films, but I, I I did notice that's on that's not on the list. So I'm like, okay, I don't have oh. to wait. <laughs> so so we didn't have to watch the little things or Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> and we don't definitely have to watch Godzilla versus Kong. Are you not going to watch Godzilla vs. Kong? I've seen the other three bloody films <laughs> in that franchise, and they're so fucking boring. But which one's going to win? Who's your No one? one. Whoever wins, we lose. It's the AVP rules. <laughs> you know what? Alien vs. Predator at least had the ability to be an hour and a half, and I watched it over a pandemic, and you know what? I still like it. If Godzilla was fighting Kong in a trap-filled pyramid in the Antarctic with Colin Sam, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be there straight right. away. But no, and I like, you know, Rebecca Hall and Kyle Chandler, but that doesn't stop me going, who could give them monkeys? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Been a week off, not miss a step. Um, <laughs> also Byzantine. Yes. Or is it, or is it Byzantium? Byzantium. Uh, Byzantium. Another B movie. It's a Neil Jordan movie, yes. Have you seen Byzantium? Um, no, I seem to so call it being... as well, by the way. I seem to recall it being a festival film that I missed out on. Oh, I, I loved it. Something else. I loved it. All right. A nice bit of you know dark, glossy, pulpy art. Right. Um, it's my kind of shit. Now I've got the page for the brave one up. Okay. For it's on a Prime Video. Now, can uh, I just explain uh, to you that uh, Premiere.com's Glenn Kenny says it's an exhilarating and supremely crafted thriller. Ah, because you have the DVD in front of you. I have the DVD with the HMV exclusive sleeve, mm. which is the image of the DVD, but with a black cover around it. So it's like a, a frame to make right. it look a little bit more better than it's just Jodie Foster sitting with a gun and there's a street behind her. It now looks like it's a frame picture of Jodie Foster with a gun and a street behind her. <laughs> and okay. a strong 18 rating on it. Um, see, so... Uh... This, I've, I've not read the synopsis, but I did okay. spot the first two words of the synopsis. It says, radio host. Right. Um, Why don't they stop me, Erica Bain wonders. That's, that's mm-hmm. what the uh, first part of the blurb is. Okay. Bain, a popular New York radio host. Is this, is this her version of uh, The Mask? Somebody stop me. Somebody stop me. Nobody cared until I put on The Mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> well... You know what you can't do in New York anymore? Go <laughs> smoking, Batman. Um, How many episodes of Pretenders of the City have I done? What? 
the tourists come round and they're saying, where are things? And I say, look, pretend it's a city. Just act like I'm not meant to be here. <laughs> People go cycling all the time and no one gets hurt. What's that about, Batman? <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for doing the Scorsese part, by the way, right there. That's great. Oh my god, that was. Uh, I I I don't want to watch that on Netflix, but I've seen the SNL skit now, so I think <laughs> I feel well, like. That's a good after watch, but pretend it's a city. <laughs> but what if a uh, uh, you know a New York lady decides to yell for half an hour every episode about things she doesn't quite like about New York, but still loves the fact that New York exists because she survived it? And Mark Scorsese's like, ha, 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 this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's that. Um, it's like, yep, I get it. I get it. Scorsese loves her. Cool. Um, it's like, you know, Tarantino with Eric, with Eli Roth. It's like, yep, okay, he loves him. Yeah, cool. Yeah. We, don't, we don't all have to enjoy it. It's good that someone likes someone. Well, it's like you with um, me. You mean, you know, yes. yeah, you love me, but no one else does. Uh, but I, I, I'm all that matters, right? Sure. <laughs> let's, try that. let's try that again. You can edit this. Um, <laughs> I'm all that matters, right? Sure. I give up. Um, oh, now, see, so I I read uh, Radio Host on this um, on this synopsis, and my first thought was the film Feedback. Have you seen the film Feedback? No. Should do you I know of the film Feedback? feedback? <laughs> I do not know of the film Feedback with Eddie Marsan. Boy, I like Eddie Marsan. Yeah, That's it's very crack. good. It's um, he's That's like Renaissance. He's like an uh, he's he's a radio host for um, sort of a an LBC kind of is it LBC yeah. yeah yeah the London Broadcasting one um, yeah get Nigel Farage on every week eh the some people like come and uh, assault uh, you know come and uh, take over the radio station yeah, it's, it's... This, during his late night show Ooh. and try to get him to confess to uh, a rape which oh. happened years ago oh that took a yeah, it's it's quite it's quite dark and intense. It's more body monster than it is airheads. Oh yeah, um, and much a much darker version of money monster. Um, um, money monster can't get much more dark. There's, but a, there's a bomb. Yeah. It's dancing. George Clooney dances. <laughs> I mean, George Clooney dancing. That's dark. Oh, all we need now is him to have nipples on his suit. Oh, I wish he had nipples in every suit just to, you know, screw with everyone. That's a great practical joke, actually. <laughs> and you know, George Clooney, he loves his pranks. Why does he have nipples on every single suit? Everything of single outing outfit he wears. He does. He, he says, there you go, that's my twins. Doesn't he always have, like, a prank that's in, you know, when he does interviews, he's always going like, oh, you know, I've got something going on at the moment, but I can't say until, like, three years down the line. Yep. So one day, we're going to get, we're never going to find out what his last prank was. I know what his last prank was. All right, go on. The Midnight Sky. <laughs> um, the Golden Globe nominated film. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Golden Globe nominated stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, let's um, let's talk about the uh, uh, awards while we're here. Comedy slash musical series, The Flight Attendant. Did you watch that series thinking this was a comedy slash musical? I watched it thinking it was a very funny comedy. Yeah. Did you? I had. Yeah. I didn't have that at I was all. Watching like, it with uh, my friend Carl, who gave us Under the Mountain a couple of years ago on this uh, podcast, right, yep. and uh, you know we haven't finished it yet because. You know, timing hasn't been great. Yeah. But the first six episodes, we were laughing all the way through. 
Really? Oh, I'm, this I'm, is hilarious. I wasn't laughing. I, I, I saw the humour in it. Oh, but I didn't think fun. it was like laugh a minute kind of thing. You know, she never she never sits in Sheldon's spot. Like, I don't... I where's where's the funny? I've, I've seen like a couple episodes of that show. I've seen most episodes of Eight Simple Rules. So if you want to reference that, mm. <laughs> I can definitely do that. If you say, you know, it's weird that it's, uh, you know, her chasing after this boy when we all know her real love is like <laughs> Right. That's right. My slash fiction was the uh, eldest and the youngest were going to get together eventually. <laughs> um, well, anyway, uh, <laughs> all over the place today. But, um, but yeah, because my also I, my also slash fiction was as soon as David Spade was added to the show, I was like, well, now he and um, Katie Segal have to get together, right? Mm, that'd be weird. <laughs> I know that'd be weird, but that'd be kind of like, well, he she can't get together with uh, Rockford, right? Yeah, James Garner's too old, so. Right. Um, got to get together with her with either spade or spangers you know that classic age-old question spade or spangers spangers. um (laughs) well yeah with the brave one i i'm assuming something like feedback okay but yeah i don't know what i don't know what to expect i know you've seen this film feedback which i've it was very good it's a recent film or is it one of those kind of like films that came out in the noughties that no one heard Um, of no no it was uh, 2019 Okay, yeah, it's a recent film. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it was one or other. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw it at Fright Fest. It was quite... Um... Oh, bloody hell, it's a Fright Fest film. Yeah. You always think it's like a proper LFF experience. And no, no, it's Fright Fest. You're talking to me screen. about some sort of trash? <laughs> some sort of, you know, genre exercise? It's quite good. Maybe we'll, we'll add it to the list. Because, um, I mean, it's not as good as, <laughs> as the drone. <laughs> Now, what are some of your favourite radio-based movies? That's the first one that came to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Oh, see Private Parts? The... Are you often show me Private Parts? Show Private Parts, the <laughs> Howard Stern movie. No, I've not Howard Stern that. plays himself, and of course, um, they have Pig Vomit, the uh, executive who's trying to screw everything up. Who plays Pig Vomit? Pig Vomit? Yeah, well, who plays Pig Vomit? Does Pig Vomit play Pig Vomit? In, in the 90s, who do you reckon they could get to play like a sleazy young executive who is all the right treatment of being an absolute arsehole and doesn't look at all glossy and cool? Um, uh, the House of Cards guy. No, no. Think of someone who uh, wants you to be the House of Cards guy at that point, but was nowhere near available to be that, that high in his career at that point. He would only get his Oscar nomination years later. Jared Leto. Oh, no, think of Jared Leto, but fatter and not as well put together. Jared Leto and little things. And, you know, doesn't have any kind of stupid history. He's fat. <laughs> <laughs> any stupid cults, except for the cult of, you know, getting him a waxwork in Madden Tussauds, which is genuinely a thing that group of people have tried to get to done. And they have waxwork of him available now, but they haven't got it in Madame Tussauds yet. No idea. I've... Ah, it's oh, me. Ryan Reynolds' brother in the film Turbo. <laughs> what? Turbo. Remember Turbo? The wow, that snail is fast. Right. Okay, that doesn't I'm count. I'm Ryan Reynolds' brother, <laughs> but I'm also pig vomit in right. private parts. They call me pig vomit. I'm like, stop calling me that. I don't. I'm not a pig. I don't vomit. That's oh, the premise of the film. All right. Um. Airheads. Have you seen Airheads? 
No. Yeah. Uh, so Last feedback and Sander. No. Nope. Brendan Fraser. Oh, great cast. Nice. Uh, Good morning, Vietnam. Sure. And then it's just uh, Alan Partridge. That's all I've got in my head. Unless I'm missing something. That's quite obvious that I must Alan have seen. Partridge. Alpha Papa. Or, I, I, when I said Alan Partridge, I just meant anything Alan Partridge. Well, not anything TV Alan and film. She was, you know, know me, knowing you, aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was actually about him hosting a TV show. All right, all right. It was him, you know, doing sports. Technicalities. no down boo over, indeed. Um, are there any films I'm missing that you you feel like of clear you must have watched? No, I don't think you must have watched any of these. But I'm just trying to work out some other yeah. kind of radio based. The truth about cats and dogs. Nope. What is the truth about cats and dogs? Oh, uh, the truth about cats and dogs, right? Yeah. Is they can't really live together, but they can't really live apart. <laughs> it's like men and women's. <laughs> I like the truth about cats and dogs. It's very nineties. Okay. Um. So, how do you do? You think I'm gonna like the brave one? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I remember it being good, but uh, I'm wondering how it holds up in a modern age, and I don't know how it's gonna be. This is okay. one that's like, you know, what? I feel like we should probably get this going because who who knows what films you haven't seen, and also this is this is streaming. It really is a let's see what we can do kind of thing. I'm not saying I'm putting my eggs in the basket <laughs> saying I love this film. I am saying I own a copy of it. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that at least, I suppose. With an HMV exclusive sleeve, obviously. Right. And, you know, The Brave Run is a high-tension thriller that packs a visceral and emotional punch, I said. <laughs> um, I'm expecting a, yeah, a, a full-on thriller, Judy Foster, you know, kind of thriller. I'll tell you what you're not going to find. Go on. You're not going to find intimate and moving additional scenes because they're only on the DVD special um, features. Damn. And you won't be able to say I Walk the City because director Neil Jordan crafts a movie that pays homage to the vigilante film genre and turns it on its head. <laughs> Will I at least uh, find um, interactive menus? No, it doesn't say anything like that because this was 2007 oh. at that point. So okay. At this point, you know, that stuff has been done. What you will find is that this contains strong violence and very strong language. Oh. I remember the C word a couple of times. So you get right. a couple of C's. <laughs> when you look at Jodie Foster, of course you do. <laughs> Remember Inside Man? Remember Inside Man when uh, yeah. the bear calls her a magnificent cunt? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, do you know way. what I watched recently? And I, this is what I've got in my head, this kind of vibe to it. Um, but I'm hoping a better uh, kind of thing. Um, Firewall. Oh, yeah, I saw you gave that two stars. I was devastated. Yeah, I know. I know that was, you know, that was the uh, the other Inside Man. The It was meant to be the perfect crime, the perfect robbery or something like that. Yeah. I like yeah. I like that one. I mean, really? I know it's, yeah, I thought it's fun. It's like, all right, here's uh, Marilyn Rice Cub doing stuff. Here's Harrison Ford in and over his head, doesn't know what he's doing. Was... Here's Virginia Manson <laughs> suffering stuff. Here's Cal Penn, right? Yes. Yeah. One yeah. of the uh, guys. And the then only... here's Paul Bettany, and oh, he's got a pickaxe in the head. The only, <laughs> the only reason I watched it was because it was my 24th film of the year. And so you had to find something with a cast member from the promotion. Exactly. Series 24. Exactly. And then last night I watched um, Sweet Home Alabama, and I had no idea. <laughs> Up pops uh, Marilyn Rice Cup again. You can't stop the cup. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Have you watched a f- hour special yet? 
She was on Comedy Bang Bang the other week to promote oh, really? it. Yep. No. Oh, well, she's got is it Netflix or? I believe it's just a pay for when you can find it kind of thing, like a Vimeo. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of her doing stand up. I remember. Because she's so miserable. Yes. Famous. Oh, you're so miserable. You can't imagine her doing stand up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe, maybe I will check it out. Um, I almost went to see her. She did stand up in London while she was filming uh, the 24 miniseries over here. What? She was going to live another day? Yeah. Oh, no. Was it live another day? The, the, it was live another day, wasn't it? The, yeah, the one set in London. Yeah. Because Redemption is the movie. Yeah. But what was the other miniseries? Because there was live another day and there was something else. 24, we're back. <laughs> yeah, 24, was... the video game, the TV series. <laughs> um, well, she was in... Yeah, she, was, she did a couple of nights of uh, stand-up and... I yeah, could have gone so, uh, quite easily, but I was, uh, it just, I was in Bill that Murray? mode. Sorry? Betsy Trotwood, where was she performing? Oh, uh, I Come on. couldn't tell you. Nothing Hill? I think it might have been, actually. Oh, blimey. That's where I saw Cross. Yeah, I think it was a small place. Oh. Um, I feel like it might have been a basement kind of area, because I think I know somebody went and got to meet her and stuff, and I was kind of kicking square. myself. Maybe. But, um, yeah, basement. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I didn't go in the end because I was in that kind of mood of not wanting to leave a sanctuary of my bedroom. And I kind of regret not going there. Yeah, I mean, who who wants to leave the sanctuary of the bedroom? Yeah. Who, who wants to ever, you know, leave the house anywhere? Exactly. Imagine, you know, having the option to go outside and do something when it'll be safe or stay inside and do nothing. Mm. Speaking of safe, I don't think uh, anything safe is going on with the brave one. I imagine a terrorist incident of some sort, or maybe not. No, maybe not. Uh, maybe not a terrorist incident. Uh, something. Something more like firewall, like I said. So, uh, someone. No, is this because you saw Naveen Andrews's name in the cast and you thought terrorist? Is this it? No, all I've seen is all I've seen is uh, Jodie Foster's name. Well, I see three members of the cast right there. On the uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, Terence Howard. Yep. So you know what's going to happen halfway through. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> He's going to walk Terrence. out. He's going to look at Jodie Foster and say, ne- "Next time, baby, I'm going to interview you." And then he comes <laughs> to interview him. It's wait, it's Don Cheadle. <laughs> it's Don Cheadle. What's going on? What a crazy guy. <laughs> He's going to fill this house with lies. Who's Nicky Cat? He looks cool with his hat. Nicky Cat's cool hats. I don't know. Oh, I've just scrolled down a bit further to. Uh, oh, I know who Nicky reviews and the yeah, keywords. Sorry. Keywords for review for the reviews: uh, Jodie Foster, revenge movie, bad guys, storyline, Hancock, bad guys, Howard, beware, believable, Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bronson Pinchot's in this. Um, he offers Spike to give her a gun, but it's got like an oven in it and like a net and stuff. It's uh, non-lethal. Moving, uh, performance, fantastic, pain, plays, predictable, and watched. <laughs> watched. Yeah, Jodie Foster is uh, is being watched, and she wants revenge uh, with a bad guy um, who has ruined her storyline. Oh, and no. uh, and is threatening her acting. Um, 
Howard is also there, so she has to be where. No, this is, of course, Howard Stern from Private Parts. <laughs> His best friend, Pig Vomit, is played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> um, now, what worries me is the two hours, two minute runtime. Well, on the DVD, it's only an hour and 17 minutes. It's just 170 <laughs> minutes. I was going to say. Hour and 17. Yeah, no, there's a different cut on DVD where it's just, you know, the fuck it cut. <laughs> it's the exact same cut, but the frame rate is really. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, they, they managed to squeeze 20 frames into one frame. It's very complicated to watch, but it's kind of esoteric in its way. It's like Godard's Goodbye to Language, and you're trying to get a headache with the 3D. Because the two different eyes are getting two different information. <laughs> hey, don't say we don't keeping you down with some real artistic cinematic references in this show. I mean, we are literate. <laughs> well, shall we... <laughs> Shall we get back to the brave one? I I imagine um, Jodie Foster is the brave one in question. Who's Naveen Andrews? From Lost. Oh, it is him. Okay, right. And, of course, Planet Terror. Oh, God. Remember in Planet Terror when he's like, you know, I'll give you the gas, but I also want your balls. <laughs> they take out their secateurs with the cutting for the balls and at the end of the oh, film. He also really has his balls now. ripped off. Uh, that's part of the joke is he has his balls ripped off and squished by Bruce Willis. Ooh, lovely. So, yep, what a classic film. I like that film. Do you know who's good in that film? Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Yep. Easy access. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's trying to get, you know, get his rocks off, but his dick starts to just melt right between his legs. Remember? <laughs> Remember that sequence? I really need to watch that again. He just droops between his legs as his trousers down. He's shuffling towards them. <laughs> it's a weird film. Well, shall we... This could be 20 minutes film. are sent on, spent on barbecue ribs and discussion <laughs> of barbecue sauces. I think I've only ever seen it once. Well, you should probably definitely watch it again. Hey! When we get to the P month, <laughs> Planet Terror. Is this the new QI? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to have XO episodes. <laughs> uh, we're going to change hosts after a couple of series because they just gave up. <laughs> but Johnny will still always remain because Johnny's there for <laughs> consistency. But uh, they're going to replace me with someone probably better, ultimately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Slow on Stephen Fry. I was saying Sally Tuck's kind of I, more of an interesting host. I think I know who's going to cameo in this. A blue whale. <laughs> I don't know the klaxon. <laughs> Shall we start the brave one? Let's head off to New York City. Yeah! What are you wearing? Green scrubs tied at the waist. Very sexy v-neck. <laughs> Man, don't you know there's a leash law? <laughs> you were gone for three weeks. We had to let him go. I want to see him again. He's gone. I want to see him again. He's gone, honey. I never understood how people lived with fear. And then it touched me. We got the best detectives in the city working on this. We will find them. Please be a little bit patient and have a seat over there. An officer will be down shortly to help you. We're on your side. How come it doesn't feel like that? 
When you love something, every time a bit of it goes, you lose a piece of yourself. This is too easy, man. <laughs> implying that the shooting is justified, let me remind you that we do have a legal system. This stranger is all you are now. There's no going back. How did you pull it back together after what happened to you? You become someone else. There are plenty of ways to die, but you have to figure out a way to live. I used to ask myself if there was someone that I knew that had committed a crime. But I have a fortitude to put them away. And do you? Want some? I want my dog back. So, if you ended up having to uh, go all crazy, gun nut vigilante, what would you want your name to be? Like printed <laughs> in the press or referred to in a car full of Ooh. crazy Zoe Kravitz. Hmm. That's a good question. Thank you. Um, because I, I mean, mean you know, she, Jodie Foster's she, supercut is pretty good. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say, she doesn't, she doesn't get a a name, does she? She's I think. A, I think. You know what? Super cunt. That's the name. <laughs> Super cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. The shadow. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You want the shadow? The shadow. What would you go for? I'd go for. Billy McLeod. <laughs> it sounds fun and silly, and people won't think it's you because do I look Did like you... a Billy McLeod? Do I sound like a Billy McLeod? Do I even does my name look like Billy McLeod as well? Do you, you mean never Billy, find me? Billy, Billy McLeod of the Clown McLeod. Of course, the Clown McLeod. <laughs> it can be only one. <laughs> I can't. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can oh shit! Did I tell you? Before we get into this film, now, did I tell you um, I watched a film about uh, called Ten Days in a Madhouse? Um, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking okay. about uh, this true story of a woman in the late 1800s who uh, was a journalist who basically went into um, a psychiatric, uh, not a ward, but like a madhouse. Um, and uh, Asylums? Yeah. Uh, and exposed um, like all the goings on, you know, the um, the abuse that was going on okay. with the patients. And I was like, God, this fun. sounds yeah. I was like, well, I was kind of, you know, it was interesting the way they were talking about it on the podcast, and they were saying how interesting woman she is, and they, that there needs to be a film made of her. And and so I found out there was a film made about her called Ten Days in a Madhouse. Um, which is, I think, the, the title of the article she ended up writing. It's also the title of my biography of the last 10 days. <laughs> and um, and uh, Conor McLeod of Tran McLeod, I can't remember his name. What's his, that, the actor's name? Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert was in it. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, you've got Christopher Lambert, so it'll be <laughs> fairly okay. It was awful. It was like a really badly produced student film. Yeah, Lambert isn't always in the best films. I just, but he's the best thing in most films. Yeah, he was the best thing in it. 
That's um, the land bear guarantee. But even that wasn't good enough. Like, guarantee. It was on. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it next week. No, oh, weirdly, no, that's not going to be next week's episode. For one thing, it doesn't really, fit in really our bad. B thing. It's, it's all um, uh, told by voiceover. Oh, but it's, it's like it's like it's read from a really really bad biography, autobiography. I wrote the biography myself. <laughs> um, no, no, it's not even him. It's, uh, the, it's the woman doing the, doing the voiceover. Do I um, speak at all? But yeah, he does. Oh, it's just it's it's so <laughs> so terrible. I had no idea what I what I got myself in for, and I had to watch the entire thing because I'm pedantic like well. that. Yeah, stop doing that. You, you've got to grow yeah. up and go, you know, there's not enough time in the world, even in a lockdown, you can just give up on films. It was so, it was like, like, really, really bad, like, echoey rooms, bad sound. There's, oh, uh, could you imagine that on this podcast? There was scenes in a, um, in a courtroom, which was literally just an empty room with some chairs that it, it just didn't look like a courtroom at there's all. There's a bloke in a wig. No, not even that. It was, oh, it's so... Couldn't even anyway, wig. He's just bald. Um, moving on, though. The... What was this called? The Brave One, so Jodie Foster. Tell me about the first time you saw well, the Brave Can one. I just... No, the first time I saw this was... Uh, I'm not sure if it's opening weekend or if it was one of those early previews. Okay. Because uh, this was the uh, winter... You know, it came out here in October 2007. Yeah. Or so. And this was the winter and the uh, autumn I discovered that I could get into 18 rated films. I was going to say. Yeah. Just before I could get, just before I was 18. So I was going into right. everything and there were a lot of 18 rated films coming up and this was one of right. them. Okay. So, you know, this was very exciting. It's like, okay, this is a prospect. This is a, you know, a, a revenge thriller. I like one of those kind of revenge thrillers I get to go and see. So I don't know if it was... Uh, opening weekend or if it was one of those uh, free screenings they would do yeah that's the thing because i remember i went to a free screening for american gangster that was like oh i got through there and i feel like i did that for the brave one as well mm. so i didn't even have to pay which was nice right. and i remember being like this was good this was more than i expected i thought this was going to be some sort of dumb dumb gun gun shoot shoot i want my yeah. dog back moment because that was yeah. the trait was i want my dog back uh, right. so yeah. like no it's you know thoughtful and contemplative about things do you know how much money this film made worldwide? I looked it up on Wikipedia because no. I wanted to get some information. So budget is uh, approximately 70 million. So okay. 70 million. That's oh, a lot. I don't feel like it made that much. I'll, I want to tell you the number. The number it made worldwide was uh, 69 million. Hey, nice. Nice. But still, oof. <laughs> That's yeah. a shame. This is actually a, not a bad film. It's, no, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thoughtful film. It's Joker Light. <laughs> I think Joker was Joker-like. The comparisons between Joker were crazy. Go on, explain some things. <laughs> I mean, wasn't it she she killed someone on a on a train? There's on a subway killing. Subway, subway, killing. subway. Yeah. And it involves music. And yeah, like it did on Joker. <laughs> this time it's thinks I was iPod and calling them uh, a forgot. <laughs> and uh, straight after that, she is in a bathroom. Um, is that a thing? Of... Yeah, isn't that in Joker? Oh, uh, don't ask me to remember Joker. <laughs> I think after um, after he does the killing, he that's he, he after talks... he does the killing, he gets on the steps, and then the credits happen, and I'm like, oh, good. What the fuck was that for? <laughs> Where was Bill Camp for most of this? When he popped up, I got excited again. 
I just I got very um very uh, Joker esque vibes from well, this. When film. you look at Jodie Foster, she's basically look Jodie Foster. <laughs> oh Joker yeah, Foster. that was the other thing. She was putting lipstick on. <laughs> I was like, she's putting paint on. She's painting herself up. Um, I yeah, this was uh, I don't know about the radio host stuff. The the show. What do you, what do you think doing? about the bit when she was uh, running down the alleyway and, and the guy hit her with her own spinny fan sign? Uh, oh my Jesus. And then it, then it, you know, he was she was just <laughs> laying there in the frame and it just popped up and said the brave one. Well, it was huge weird. Font <laughs> it's weird at the end when she was saying that she was thinking of a joke, but but we wouldn't get it. It's crazy how for yeah. some reason the Waynes got killed again in the brave one. <laughs> They can't make a film these days without killing them. <laughs> They're just collateral damage at this point. Um, so yeah, Erica Cabane, she runs the Sounds of New York City. Yeah, her her radio show was not interesting. <laughs> you don't like the idea of listening to the sounds of New York City and the thoughtful contemplations of some woman who's been walking around for hours thinking no. of what it means. No, it seemed pretentious. Some, sometimes, Asian, it's me. <laughs> Agent Starling, sometimes, Dr. Lecter, I just listen to the sounds. Sometimes the, the lambs, they stop screaming. Dr. Lecter, that's the sound of the oh. city, I'm thinking. At one point, she did wear a um, a shirt with a moth on it. A moth, yes. <laughs> she found um, it down and threw it at someone. <laughs> Dr. Lecter, you got to understand, Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Um, Dr. Lecter. Now, Naveen uh, Andrew. <laughs> Naveen Andrews is barely in this. He is uh, one of the three people featured in picture form at the back cover of the DVD. It's a right. huge picture of Jody with a gun. And then there's Naveen. <laughs> Jody with a gun. <laughs> oh, it's really gunny. <laughs> right, let's talk about it. While we're okay. watching the film, <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but we started a bit. Where it turned out the gun had a voice, well, and the it, gun was like a, she, a cartoon character. To, every time she had to go somewhere, she had to go and grab her gun. Was the joke was trying to find ways to awkwardly avoid Terence Howard, so she could go into the back room and pick up her gun, <laughs> which we they were kindly called Gunny for a while. Gunny. And then, of course, Gunny had to have a, a voice at some point. And, and of course, that voice had to be Mickey Mouse's voice. Oh, I'm gonna shoot everybody! Oh, bang bang! Because that's the natural voice. Oh, God. And so for the last half hour of the film, it was a lot of conversations between, <laughs> you know, them and Gunny happened to pop in. And, um, and smirk about the fact that he's about to use, be used. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Naveen, Naveen Andrews. Um, yeah, he's the second picture on this DVD cover. He's yeah. in green scrubs, he's got a stethoscope, and he's on the phone. Jesus. What, and, and and what's happening when he's on the phone? What's Jodie Foster saying when when he's on the phone? He oh my god! Oh, I was so proud. I was so happy about this. First minute of this film. We watch a film or anything together. Anytime someone picks up a phone, I always say, "What are you wearing?" So I did that joke as always, and it's what she fucking says to him. Oh, Academy Award winner Jodie Foster did Academy Award not award nominated <laughs> Johnny Ellis's joke. I loved it so much. Oh, <laughs> it took so long, but it finally happened. It's happened a couple of times now, though. Ah, uh, but it, but this time it just felt it felt perfect. Oh, that's what makes it so perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, he 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 he's only in the beginning, and most of the time is spent sleeping <laughs> with uh, Jodie Foster. 
Yeah, sucking on some nipples. Yeah, yeah, and pulling down some panties. Yeah, yeah, which I kind of like that kind of the juxtaposition of them taking off. Uh, you know, cutting See, it. after the attack, they, she yeah. she they she's taken to hospital and uh, they're taking off her clothes and ripping it off with scissors and stuff, and yeah. they cut to the elegant making love version. Yeah, it's yeah. kind. Of, it's nice. It's it's to get you into the mindset of what she knows and what's gone. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's artistic. Um, and we have uh, I was going to say Forrest oh, and on the back, the other person's on this, of course, wearing gloves, like he's uh, acknowledging the pandemic and wearing glasses. It's Don <laughs> Cheadle himself, Terence <laughs> Howard. Terence Howard, he was quite good in this. Um, kind of reminds me, I I, I sort I I forget that he exists. <laughs> Well, he had a fair few years on Empire. That kind of took him away from the big screen. Right. Okay, right. So that's kind of the thing. It's like, uh, you know, when you find someone's been on TV, and that's where they've been hiding them. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I just started watching Ballers for no reason whatsoever. But and you were like, like, that's where Dwayne Johnson's been. Yeah. Well, for that, I'm surprised Dwayne Johnson managed to get so many films out, because it's also like, oh, that's where John David Washington's been. <laughs> um, okay. They've been hiding is, him there. Is Dwayne Johnson in it much? Yep, he is the main guy. Is he? Yeah, he's still managing to do all these films as well. I know. It's like he eats, sleeps, and then just stands in front of a camera all day. That's his life. It's crazy. And somehow finds a way to sell tequila. That's that's crazy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is a brand unto himself. Yeah, he's the hardest working man in entertainment. Um, but yeah, Terrence Howard, I I enjoyed him. It, this this whole film was was. Terrence Howard's a very good actor. I just, I think. Like he lost his way, it seems. Okay. I don't know what happened. I genuinely don't know what happened with him. Hmm. Because he had this killer career going on, you know, post hustle and flow, when it just became like he was the shit. Everyone yeah. wanted to tell us Howard picture, and of course he was the big name for Iron Man. He was the guarantor. He was he was the one That's who crazy. was getting paid the most. Which is why he wasn't back for the second one because he demanded, you know, the uh, sort of up, uprising uh, value as uh, Robert Downey Jr., who was getting mm. much less the first time around. It was like, no, no, we paid you a lot of money that time. You get a couple more million. You don't get, you know, the equivalent pay rise. You don't get twenty odd million. Is um is Don did Don Cheadle get uh like much more? Don Cheadle got a pat on the head and said, "You could be in millions of these." <laughs> yeah, but don't worry, you'll have two Showtime shows that no one's ever going to see. What showtime shows? House of Lies and Black Monday. Mm. Anyone watching them? Does I've he seen have every a episode. Accent? No, he doesn't. Oh. It's just, that's why no one watches them. Uh, yes. Can you imagine him doing that? I can't hear you because I've gone deaf because I blew stuff up, didn't I? <laughs> I was. Um, the bells and whistles. I was saying during the film that uh, Terence Howard should get his own um, what if, not episode series. Oh, a whole series. What if series? Yeah. And just just replace all the scenes in the entire MDU. Bring him back. What if we never fired Terence Howard? I'd watch him. Well, we're gonna we're gonna I mean, see every, him turn I think up everyone would watch it anyway because you know that's what Disney does makes everyone watch everything. Yeah, true. Even if it's one minute Pixar. Oh my! Did you watch that finally? I did. I watched it the other night, and I was like, "What was that song one? That's just like runoff clips they found." Yeah, it was, it was all, like, apart from the, um, uh, Ducky and Bunny. Oh, Ducky and Bunny was nice. I like the Ducky and Bunnies. But yeah. uh, nothing, there was nothing there. But Soul of the City, it was just like watching Jodie Foster walk around and listen to 
stuff. <laughs> Except she wasn't recording any dialogue over it, so it was just random. Yeah, yeah that was weird. That got a direct. That had director credit on that one. Jesus, how could you direct that? What? Who wrote that? Like, uh, yeah, I just want us to have uh, one person, one kid getting off the barber chair. Um, I want the tree to bristle in the wind. Cool. Oh, end <laughs> credits. What? No, you don't get. That's not a film. Yeah. Weird. That's just showing off your quality of animation, but that's not a film. So, um, how many times have you seen the Brave One? Uh, probably three or four, because I've only it on DVD, so I've oh, seen right. it a couple of times there. It's not not very often go back to, but it was like yeah. uh, it was like it was one of the ones that really started me into uh, interested in the uh, psychological aspect of revenge thrillers. Okay, general, yeah. Because this came out, and I think Death Sentence came out around the same time. Right. Which uh, have you seen Death Sentence with Kevin no. Bacon? James Wan. All right. Uh, John Goodman's in it. I love that film. Okay. It is pulpy. That's like, this is the serious, thoughtful, pragmatic take on what it is to go through loss and a little bit of vengeance, but also mostly focused on the brokenness. Whereas that death wish, death sentence is like, uh, fuck it. Well, if anyone knows how to go through loss, it's, uh, it's Naveen Andrews. He did a few seasons of, of it. Because he was in Lost. So Lost has got a lot of loss in it. Has it? Yeah. I've not seen at it. Least, at least three quarters of Lost is Lost. <laughs> Where Lost? Because L-O-S. <laughs> oh, you've missed me, haven't you? <laughs> but I've missed you. You know what that means? Go on. Now I've got to kiss you. <laughs> um... When was the last time you watched this, then? Oh, probably the end of last century. Okay. <laughs> no, last decade. Probably right. 20, not 2009, 2010, maybe. Because you said you were, you were intrigued as to how it was going to hold up. Yes. So for you, did it hold up? I thought it did. I was surprised at how nuanced this was. Hmm. I don't think it works in terms of, you know, I think... Uh, so the problem with this film is, as soon as she gets the gun, Jodie Foster... Eric, sorry, Erica Bain. As soon as I get a gun, somehow <laughs> crime seems to come to her. This yes, this relatively comfortable, up you know, kind of artsy wanker in New York <laughs> suddenly finds herself going into the lower classes to take out random criminals who happen to be just aggressively violent, as opposed to like how oh, to make it not not seem like she's just a wealthy woman going after some poor people. <laughs> it does kind of avoid that by going, but immediately as she's in the bodega, the woman gets shot a bunch of times, so she has to kill the other guy. Or immediately they say, You ever been fucked by a knife? So she has to kill them immediately. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's straight uh, to violence. Good timing of <laughs> where she ends up. Just <laughs> She's always in the wrong place at the right time. Yeah. The, the always with Gurney. The scene in the uh in the train, in the subway train. Yeah. It was just brilliant. Because she was just sat there, and then, like, she's the only person left, and these two thugs come up to her, and she doesn't even say anything. She just, the gun suddenly just appears out of nowhere. Um, well, she's and, crossed her arms, you know. Yeah. Gunny's hiding in the armpit, Because <laughs> that's where Gunny lives. For someone who... You know, she tried the to buy a gun. She need, she, yeah, she tried to buy the gun the day before. She needed a license for it, and it would take thirty days. And it was like, oh, well, we've seen. I'm this not going to survive. Simpsons. Yeah, we've seen this in the Simpsons. And uh, and then someone offers you my gun. gun. Yeah, well, you don't. Someone offers. 
someone offers her a gun for a thousand dollars and she says, Well, I need to be taught how to use it as well. She's fucking using it pretty fine. She's a real, you know, sponge is what it is. I think everyone in radio is very emp- have got very empathic, so they take in a lot of information, really care, mm. even if it means you know taking a lot of information and then being able to shoot perfectly. I mean, it's point blank rage half the time, but pretty good aim, pretty good yeah. aim in the moment to shoot two people. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. How about Mary Steenburgen? Uh, uh, Mary Steenburgen. Yes, I was just, I was, I was was just looking. I was just looking up. Uh, who what her name Who was again? Producer was. Um, yeah, I she was interested. She was I, here. Yeah, it would be nice to have more from her because she she just felt thrown in for no reason at all. Yeah, she's for some reason unnecessarily aggressive and just says, "Hey, you know what? Your show, you seem to have like this thing about interesting it being interesting like this vigilante. So uh, why don't you open the phones? That'll work out well in New York. That always goes well. Have you ever seen any public access from New York City? <laughs> always um, open the phones. There's no one crazy out there. And yeah, yeah, that whole the whole radio show aspect of it didn't work for me because they tried to do something with you know open the phones and um, your radios your radio shows becoming successful now which is like okay well, maybe they're going to follow this successful. I think it's not just successful a, but it's like it's pivoting yeah into an um, interest of a of different kind of interest it's become I, true crime I thought I thought they were going to do something more with that but yeah. it didn't do anything um, and they had that moment where someone called and pretended that they were the killer or they were the I get the, such the headaches vigil, they were the vigilante the vigilante is that what they said vigilante, vigilante. Hey, it's me, the vigilante of New York. I'm going to kill someone over on the Upper East Side. Don't worry, Queens, I haven't forgotten about you yet. <laughs> um, See you over at Williamsburg. But that was that was quickly swept under the rug and just like not dealt with. And I I, I thought maybe she was gonna sort of track him down and be like, you know, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, that's. Don't don't pretend you're me, kind of thing, and and then it was going to be the um the the slow decline into she she just it started off with her being just in the wrong place at the wrong time three times, um to, to her kind of liking it and 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 the the line being blurred for her between fact and fiction between care and uh, devastation. Yeah, um, now, what do you reckon she'd be doing at this point then? Do you reckon she would uh, continue that radio show into the point where no one cares, or would she pivot into something more like true crime? Would she start her own podcast? Would she be doing a serial? She'd probably be doing a serial. Oh, boy. Yeah. Man, um, they sponge yeah. me. Walks around the shitty. Yeah, yeah, the whole radio thing just didn't didn't work too much for me. Well, you know, it's mostly just so she can do monologues about how she's feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's just a delivery service for emotion. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I I was surprised to see she didn't uh, sleep with um, Terence Howard at all. I thought that was what was going to be the thing, and he was going to be torn because he's he's sort of he, when he realizes she's the one he's been looking for, and and they've sort of 
uh, they've been together just... and also the yeah. fact that his wife loved her show before they got divorced yes. so with there too yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it that did work as well because they they did have some weird connection kind of thing going on um and they didn't think it has to be sexual Johnny. yeah i know but we should stop doing that i don't know I just wanted to see if he was going to suck her nipples like Naveen Andrews did. <laughs> or would he be more like a tweaker like Henry Golding? <laughs> um, yeah, I... That's a monsoon reference for the people who haven't seen the movie Monsoon, where Henry Golding has a couple of scenes where he just tweaks some boys' nipples. Really? Yep. Monsoon. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's still on the iPlayer. Yeah, all in all, it was an interesting film. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know would what, you would you would it. you consider becoming your own vigilante? Um, if I had a gun and could aim as well as she could, well, it only takes you a couple of seconds. We didn't see yeah, her training; she's regular Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah, she somehow she also knows how to use the force, and she, when she gets cut, stuck out the airlock, she flies back in Mary Poppins style. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was Really, I, I had no idea that this was what it was going to be about. Um, Did you feel like she was brave as soon as she got the gun? No. Where, where did you feel like she became the brave one? Uh, or is she the brave one? The subway scene. The scene where she becomes the Joker. <laughs> no, um, the Joker's not brave. He's <laughs> damaged and twisted. <laughs> if he's damaged, he should really have a signpost for that. I mean, yeah. You know what else you should have a signpost for? What? You should have a signpost around your crotch that says you're welcome. <laughs> or lucky boy. Which one is it? I can't remember. Oh, it's, I think it's lucky you. Lucky you? Yeah. Really? Harley Quinn has that in a thingy with Jesus. Suicide Squad. <laughs> like, do you get it? Do you get it? She's got one leading down her crotch. <laughs> David Ayer, I'm funny. Fuck Marvel. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, what, I, I don't know what more to say about The Brave One, really. Anything? But how do you feel it ranks up when it comes to the stories about Batman's villains? <laughs> it's probably one of the best ones I've seen. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, what other films can you think of? <laughs> There's going to be a Riddler movie out there. Well, there is one, isn't there? It's uh, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> it's got the Riddler. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's too dark. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, Pierce Brosnan in the November Man, which is about Calendar Man's origins. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, every Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino film is technically about film fan. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I've just been watching an episode of um, the old 66 Batman show, and it's the first episode with uh, King Tut. And as we all know, that was uh, the origin stories of his character were revealed in um, Saturday Night Live. Night, Night, Night Museum. No, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Steve Martin sang a song about his origins. Oh, right, yes. Yeah. King Dot. <laughs> um, of course, Waiting. I believe there's a sequence in Waiting which reveals the origins of Condiment Man. <laughs> it's the second reference to a Ryan Reynolds movie today. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, 
um, yeah, I don't. What what more do you want me to say about uh, the brave one? I I don't want to reveal just how much. I... <laughs> Would you like to walk the streets of New York? Because what I hear from the sounds of the city is it's a concrete jungle where dreams are made of. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I believe that Jodie Foster told us the lights are going to inspire you. <laughs> New York. <laughs> That'll make you feel I'm, proud, you, Dr. Lecter. I was trying to remember the, the lines to that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, John will ask me the question then. Dr. Lecter, <laughs> are you mad you watch this movie? I'm not mad at all. Are you movie mad, Dr. Lecter? Are you movie mad? I am surprisingly movie mad. I'm considerably movie mad. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a nice positive take. Yeah. Film you had no clue about. And yeah. Probably didn't even know existed. No, Go I didn't again. know existed. For sure I did not know ex- it existed. <laughs> See, I love these films that people just don't remember. They just kind of happen, I guess. Yeah. It's it's like what the little things would have been if it weren't just dropped on a streaming service so everyone can watch. It'd be like this film that everyone forgets and no one would give a fly. <laughs> Except this, in this case it was interesting and well-crafted. <laughs> I like the little one. I know you like that's the why I'm getting at it, because the, the little, little things thing. was nothing, was absolutely devoid of any reason. It was well it was well made. It was you know, direct directing wise, it was interestingly done. But there was just nothing to that film. It's completely devoid of substance and purpose and energy. If I watched it again, I probably would have bring it down to Fall a asleep. three. But yeah, I think maybe because I gave it a four out of five on Okay, the, who are your four favourite characters in <laughs> the little things? Well, the little one. And okay. The one. <laughs> and Gunny, obviously. Oh, I'm back! <laughs> 30 years off the case! Oh, I'm gonna shoot someone! Oh, I'm, good. I'm a fan of, of Gunny. I'm a fan of <laughs> shooting people. I'm a fan of my mother. Oh, um, that's so weird. Well, where can we find you to tell you what we're a fan of? <laughs> You can find me on Erica Bain's Patreon. Also isolated on Twitter at Ethan Runt. Where can we find you and your as your as on your Erica Bain fandom? You can find me on Erica Bain's OnlyFans. Oh, bloody hell! I know. Doctor Lecter, I'm going to show feed Doctor Lecter. It's it's mainly nipple sucking videos. That's oh, weird. Yeah. Um, and I am also uh, at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. I'll shoot you if you want, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> um, are you movie underscore mad uh, is our Twitter. Uh, are you movie mad at hotmail.com is our uh, email. Are you email. movie mad pod on Facebook. And Make are you movie likes. underscore mad on Instagram as well. Oh, are we doing anything on Instagram? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm trying to get the hashtags all sorted every week. Every week. It's, it's, uh, it's easier to do on... Uh, Bluebird uh, podcast because it's consistent. Uh, yes, every this week it's a different film with different actors. They have to hashtag different ones. Speaking of a Bluebird podcast, what is that? Oh, that is our um, our podcast where we watch uh, Nashville, one of the greatest TV shows ever to hit ABC and CMT. Um, one of the only uh, <laughs> TV shows, I believe, right? One of the greatest ones. That's okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Probably yeah. also the worst by by that logic. <laughs> Shush. Um, <laughs> uh, we do it every Friday. We have uh, 
we're just starting about about to start season. No, no, um, we're taking a break from. We've done season one. Season yeah. one finished last week, and I... uh, this Friday we're not going to do uh, season two just yet. We're going to no. ease into it a little bit more. Yeah, taking a look back at season one. Yeah, you know, and what I hope is a fun way. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Okay, good. That's two of us. <laughs> Um, so that's backstage what, at the Bluebird every Friday. Backstage, backstage at the Bluebird, yes. That's backstage uh, at the Bluebird. <laughs> and uh, he's going to define the logic of all sex laws, so be careful. <laughs> um, what have we got next week? It's it's B-movie month, so is it B-movie? Gosh, look, no. <laughs> I'm... Would you want to do B-movie again? No. Are you sure? God, no. Wait, I don't, didn't you like B-movie? I don't remember it, to be honest. Well, I think we now know what next week <laughs> is. Oh, it's not B-Movie Month. Oh, isn't it? I thought it was B-Movie Month, but that's uh, everything went wrong. So next week's is not oh. a B-Movie. Next oh, week's nice. is a C-Movie. Oh. What a twist. What a twist. I've cocked up everything because of uh, timing. That's what's uh, happened. Right. <laughs> uh, that's it's easy. fine. Oh, Next week's, I'm very interested in watching. It's been on my list for on Netflix for a while. I've been. Is it, your kiss? Is it my kiss? Is my kiss on your list? <laughs> yes. Uh, yay! It's all. It's, an, it's something we talked about on the review of last year. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tint. <laughs> I've heard it's spectacularly bad, but I'm I'm no, looking forward to no. it. No, it's not. It's. But we'll we'll it's... talk more about it next week. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that. It's not a B-movie. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I have gone under the knife, so I've gone crazy. <laughs> well, until next week, I suppose. Until next week, stay listening okay. to the sounds of the city. It's me, Erica Bang. I've got a lovely, lovely voice. And me, Gunny, I'm going to shoot you bang, bang. <laughs> Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 